WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. Download the free local news app today. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Everybody is reportedly safe following a structure fire in downtown St. Joseph today. First responders were dispatched to 415 Main Street this afternoon after reports of a couch fire in an upstairs apartment. Public Safety Director Steve Newbecker tells us the building was occupied at the time of the fire. Everybody got out safe. The downstairs is commercial. The upstairs is residential. The fire had spread from the couch to the west wall, and we were able to contain it to just one room, but there was extensive water damage. In addition to upstairs apartments, several commercial businesses, including Full Moon Advertising and Bartuki Bonding and Insurance, are located in the lower level of the building. Newbecker said the response time was quick and mutual aid was provided by the Benton Harbor Department of Public Safety, Benton Township Fire Department, and Lincoln Township Fire Department. A few weeks after President Joe Biden was asked to raise the issue with Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, the Canadian government has increased its pledge to Great Lakes restoration efforts. Congressman Bill Heisinger's office tells us Trudeau on Thursday said Canada will spend $420 million dollars about $306 million in U.S. dollars over the next decade on the lakes. That's after Heisinga and other representatives from Michigan called for Canada to do more. Heisinga told us last week the U.S. puts in more than $400 million a year to the Great Lakes Restoration Initiative, while Canada has been paying just under $33 million over the past five years. He said our neighbors to the north should do more. Following the Canadian government's announcement on Thursday, Heisinga said the, quote, increased funding commitment to help preserve and strengthen the Great Lakes is a welcomed announcement from our neighbors in Canada. He says the Great Lakes are in need of attention as they are still suffering from 20th century industrial pollution and newer challenges like climate change, PFAS chemicals, and microplastics. About five miles of the I-196 business loop in South Haven will be repaved starting next week. Michigan Department of Transportation spokesperson Nick Sharippa tells us the agency will repair and repave the road from 15th Avenue to 73rd Street, including the ramps at Exit 20 on Phoenix Street. There will be some traffic changes. For most of it, it's going to be single lane closures. Small backups, little delays, but for the most part, you're going to be able to get through it. There will be different features posted next month in April as we start doing the work at the intersection. Sharippa says that the detours will change in different phases of the project. They will be posted. This is a $5.5 million investment. We're improving that intersection, new pavement, that kind of thing, and the same thing along the business loop. Anytime we can replace aging and cracking pavement is a good thing. So certainly we'll improve the ride quality and improve safety for folks. The project also includes concrete pavement replacement at the I-196 business loop and Blue Star Highway intersection. We'll have the planned detours posted at our website. A new Anti-Defamation League audit reveals an increase in anti-Semitic incidents around Michigan. According to the audit, numbers of anti-Semitic incidents in the state are at historic levels with 111 in 2022. ADL Michigan Regional Director Carolyn Normandin says Michigan ranks ninth in the U.S. for incidents of anti-Semitism. There were 34 cities in 15 counties across the state that had incidents. There were 253 cases reported to my office. About 60% of the cases were anti-Semitic in nature, and um, the other 40% was a split between anti-Black, anti-LGBTQ+, anti-Asian. More than half of the incidents in Michigan come from Washtenaw County, according to Normandin, where there are protests outside of a synagogue. There were no incidents reported from the Upper Peninsula. 
A St. Joseph County man is recovering after being hit by a truck in Cass County today. The Cass County Sheriff's Department says it happened on U.S. 12 at Robbins Lake Road in Porter Township shortly after 6.30 a.m. 34-year-old Blaine McClure was walking in the road when he was struck by a pickup driven by a Battle Creek man. McClure was taken by ambulance to Elkhart General Hospital to be treated for minor injuries. The driver of the truck was not injured. Police say alcohol was not a factor in the crash, although drugs appear to have been a factor on McClure's part. For many local governments around Michigan, next winter's preparations are already underway. They start when a Michigan chief procurement officer, Jared Ambrosier, puts out the question across the state to different agencies, asking them how much road salt they'll need. They utilize um, the prior year's usage to really determine what they are anticipating they need for next year. And the contract does allow for a little bit of overage in delivery in case they have undershot what they need. The state typically buys between 800,000 and 1 million tons of road salt. It's then barged into the ports of the Great Lakes, loaded on a trucks, and then sent across the state to be delivered. To get the bulk deal, Michigan cities, counties, school districts, universities, and colleges will need to respond with their order size by next week, which is about eight months before winter officially begins. The Michigan Public Service Commission met in Lansing on Friday to approve larger power outage credits for customers. Previously, you could apply for a $25 credit from the utility company if you're without power for four days. Effective now, that credit's been increased and will be applied automatically. Chair Dan Scripps outlined some of the improvements. And the rules uh, updates will expand that to $35, index it to the rate of inflation, add an additional $35 for every additional day that you're without power, and maybe most important of all, make the credits automatic. The new order allows the credit to kick in as little as 16 hours after the outage if it happens under normal conditions. And Michigan State Police in Niles are reaching out to the community with an Easter family event this coming weekend. On Saturday, everyone's invited to the Niles Law Enforcement Complex from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. for an Easter pancake breakfast. State police troopers will be serving the community pancakes and sausage while children's Easter baskets will be given out. It's a chance for the public to meet with troopers and get to know them. That will be this Saturday, April 1st. No joke. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Wajak, where furniture shopping is fun. The latest mass shooting in the U.S. is once again at an elementary school, this time in Nashville. More from ABC's Derek Dennis. Police indicating it was a female suspect who opened fire inside the Covenant School, a private Christian school in Nashville, killing three adults and three children before police arrived and shot her dead. She entered the school through a side entrance and traversed her way from the first floor to the second floor, firing multiple shots. Nashville police spokesman Don Aaron saying she had two assault-style rifles and a handgun. Parents and neighbors in shock. It's very tragic. It's two blocks from our house. An investigation into the motive is underway. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Police say they believe the 28-year-old female shooter who killed three children and three adults was a former student of the school. The female suspect was killed by police during a confrontation. The shooting occurred today at the Covenant School. Police said the shooter was armed with two assault-style rifles and a pistol. The Covenant School has had an enrollment of about 200 students from preschool to sixth grade in recent years. The killings come as communities around the nation are reeling from a spate of school violence. 
ABC's Karen Travers has more from uh, President Biden. President Biden called the shooting at a Christian school in Nashville heartbreaking and a family's worst nightmare. He commended law enforcement, who he said responded incredibly swiftly to end the danger. We have to do more to stop gun violence. It's ripping our communities apart ripping the soul of this nation. Noting that authorities said the suspect was armed with at least two assault-type rifles and a handgun, the president said, So I call on Congress again to pass my assault weapons ban. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. Police and court records obtained by the Associated Press show deputies who were accepted to a Mississippi Sheriff's Department special tactical unit have been involved in at least four violent encounters with black men since 2019 that left two dead and another seriously wounded. Two men allege that Rankin County Sheriff's deputies shoved guns into their mouths during separate encounters, including one who says the deputy pulled the trigger, leaving him with wounds that required parts of his tongue to be sewn back together. The encounters have come under increased scrutiny since the January killing of Tyree Nichols, a black father who died days after being severely beaten by members of a special police unit in Memphis, Tennessee. Silicon Valley Bank has found a new buyer more than two weeks after its collapse. The FDIC announced today the First Citizens Bank and Trust Company is buying up a large portion of SVB's assets and taking over all of SVB's bank branches. Here's ABC's Justin Finch. Silicon Valley Bank account holders woke up Monday as new depositors of North Carolina-based First Citizens Bank and Trust Company. The FDIC announcing First Citizens has taken over all 17 of SVB's bank branches along with its deposits and loans at a discount price of $16.5 billion. The FDIC estimating SVB's collapse would lead to $20 billion in losses for the deposit insurance fund paid for by banks. The deal follows New York Community Bank-owned Flagstar's takeover of now-failed Signature Bank. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. Russian President Vladimir Putin has announced he intends to deploy tactical nuclear weapons to the territory of Belarus. The move appears to be another attempt by Putin to raise the stakes in the conflict with Ukraine. It follows statements by the Russian leader and his top lieutenants that Moscow is ready to use all available means to protect its territory. The deployment of tactical nuclear weapons to Belarus, which has a long border with Ukraine, could allow Russia to reach potential targets more easily and quickly. It would also extend Russia's capability to target several NATO members in Eastern and Central Europe. Benjamin Netanyahu is reversing course after a growing public outcry in Israel over his government's legislative blitz to weaken the judicial system and strip it of most of its power to be a check on the government. Netanyahu today was forced to put it all on hold and sit down for dialogue after his country appeared to reach a boiling point. His decision to fire his defense minister for opposing the overhaul was the last straw, sending protesters into the streets all night. The plans had already weakened Israel's currency, sent its stock exchange into negative territory, and caused major tensions with global allies, especially the U.S. Netanyahu managed to keep his government from falling, but it has been weakened by the failed overhaul, and it's still not clear what lies ahead. Morph maybe sees Jordana Miller in Jerusalem. Israel's prime minister announcing he will pause contentious plans to reform the judiciary. That after three months of intensifying protests here and widespread opposition that even spread to the elite ranks of the military. Benjamin Netanyahu says he will sit down to work on crafting a compromise, which he hopes can be voted on during parliament's next session. That is from May to July. Opposition leaders and Israel's president welcoming the move, but it's unlikely to satisfy protests protesters who've been calling for Netanyahu to abandon all plans to weaken and politicize the courts. Jordana Miller, ABC News, Jerusalem. An investigation by the Associated Press has found China and its U.S.-based advocates spent years building relationships with officials in Utah. Those efforts have paid dividends at home and abroad, according to the AP. 
They say lawmakers delayed legislation that Beijing didn't like, nixed resolutions that conveyed a displeasure with its actions and expressed support in ways that enhanced the Chinese government's image. Its work in Utah is emblematic of a broader effort by Beijing to secure allies at the local level as its relations with the U.S. and its Western allies have turned acrimonious. U.S. officials say local leaders are at risk of being manipulated by China and have deemed the influence campaign a threat to national security. And speaking of threats, the weekend box office results are in, and a lethal assassin has taken down the world's mightiest mortal for the top spot. Morph maybe sees Matt Wolf. Who is this? John Wick, that's who, and he's crushing the box office. John Wick, Chapter 4, pulling in just over $73 million in theaters this past weekend. That's a record for the action franchise led by Keanu Reeves, which has seen ticket sales increase with each consecutive John Wick release. You want these powers? Come get them! Meanwhile, Shazam! Fury of the Gods notching down to second place, the superhero sequel pulling in just $9.7 million. That's a 69% drop since opening last weekend. And Scream 6 coming in at number three, pulling in just over $8 million. Matt Wolf, ABC News. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.